This episode of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at Five Wives Vodka, Wizarding Days, and the Salt Lake Barber Company. We're going to be telling you more about them throughout the episode. Let's welcome everybody out today to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. If you're wondering, what is this podcast all about? What did I stumble upon? What am I about to listen to? Well, this is a podcast all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City. We talk to musicians, authors, business owners, restaurant owners, breweries, food truck owners. I think you guys get the idea. We're talking to anyone that might have a cool story to share. Welcome to episode 368. My name is Chris, and I'm sitting across the table from my uh, beautiful wife, awesome co-host, Christina. Hello. How are you doing today? What's <laughs> Shake a Lakin? What's Shake a Lakin is this new episode. It's actually, so we had Carrie Rogers Whitehead on. She's the co-creator of Wizarding Days, and it was actually really fun to have someone to nerd out with. I love it when we get people on the podcast that I can talk about books with and stuff. So we got to talk to her about what we can expect at Wizarding Days this year and what's new, and uh, we get to find out more about Carrie. Like, I didn't know she was a a speaker at TEDx here in Salt Lake City until recently. So we're going to get into that conversation in a minute. It was really cool to bring Carrie on the podcast. I mean, they've sponsored a handful of episodes, so it was fun to bring her through here in like, let's get to know who she is, what makes her tick, right? Yeah. Hey, we're recording today in beautiful downtown Salt Lake City in our podcast studio located in the back of Empire Merchandise. Empire Merchandise is located at 680 South State Street. Not only does Empire have an amazing selection of vape juice and vape accessories, but this is where you can come and get your very own I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirt. So stop in, check the place out. Really cool shop here. And we also want to personally extend our invitation to all of you to come join our Facebook community. We have an amazing community of listeners, and we would love to have you be a part of it as well. You can find the group by searching for I Am Salt Lake Community inside of Facebook, or you can just type in IamSaltLake.com forward slash group, and it'll take you right to the Facebook group. Hey, before we get into that conversation with Carrie, we're going to tell you about one of our awesome sponsors for this episode, Five Wives Vodka. We love drinking them. We love talking about them. We love having them as a sponsor of the podcast. Pretty much everything about them is great. The next time you head on over to the state liquor store, pick up a bottle of Five Wives Vodka. The next time you head over to your neighborhood bar, ask for Five Wives Vodka by name. They have three different flavors that Christina and I are going to tell you about. They have the original Five Wives Vodka. This is made from Utah Mountain Spring Water. It's 100% distilled corn spirit and it's gluten-free. Springs hidden in beautiful Ogden Canyon that's inaccessible by vehicle, so it's really cool that they're hiking this water out five gallons at a time. And on top of the original flavor, they also make a flavor that is a delicious cinnamon taste. Five Wives Sinful is unlike other cinnamon products that leave a cinnamon candy taste in your mouth. Sinful is like a morning cinnamon roll, and it's only 76 calories per ounce. There's also the Five Wives Heavenly that's a flavored vodka with a delicious vanilla taste. Heavenly's rich, buttery vanilla flavor comes through without coating your taste buds with sugar, which results in more vanilla and less calories. Their website, fivewivesvodka.com. Find out more about them. But like I said, when you go to the state liquor store, pick up a bottle of Five Wives, ask for Five Wives Vodka by name. This is the official beverage of I Am Salt Lake podcast. And as always, many thanks to Five Wives Vodka for sponsoring this episode. 
Let's get into that conversation with Carrie as we find out about Wizarding Days when she came and sat down with us in our studio. Enjoy. I told Chrissy you're a big Neil Gaiman fan. Oh, yeah. And, and I got that's... really excited because oh, Neil so... Gaiman is yes. the best. Yes. I can tell a story about Neil Gaiman when I saw him in Park City, if you ever want me to. It, like, made an impact on my life. Well, really. let's, let's, I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> so... go, we're going, we're recording. Okay, let's, gotcha. let's start, let's, let's start, just start with, with Neil Gaiman. Let's, let's start with Neil Gaiman. What, so you met Neil Gaiman in Park City? Well, he came out a few years ago with his book, Trigger Warning. Okay. And so I just... And he's got his British accent, which I will not attempt to redo. But people are asking him questions at the end uh-huh. and, you know, at the end of the, the talk. And this one person comes out with this really insightful question. And so he goes to Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman, what scares you? And this is the horror master of horror. He's written a lot of scary stuff, a lot of yeah. fan- fantastical stuff. And so we're all on the edge of our seats. And what Neil Gaiman said was, what scares me the most is certainty. People who are certain of what they're doing. People who, those are the people that drop bombs. Those are the people that make wars. I am scared of certainty. And that just struck me a little bit. And I thought about it some more and well, confidence is not necessarily certainty, but when we are so certain of everything we're doing and all our choices, there's bad in that. Oh yeah. (laughs) You're not leaving yourself open to actually experience things. Yes. Yes. So, um, so I, I like to project confidence as a business owner. Of course we have to do that, but I try not to project too many, too much certainty because you don't know what you don't know. And I like that. <laughs> oh, right? I'm not yeah. very familiar with Neil Gaiman, but I all of a sudden I like the guy. Oh, he's, yes. I know. He's, he's brilliant. <laughs> I just talk at him about Neil Gaiman a lot. And, well, <laughs> be, before we brought you in here, Carrie, I, I told, I told uh, Christina, I said, oh my gosh, she loves Neil Gaiman. You guys are going to connect. I'm like, we could just talk about that for an hour. <laughs> but I mean, obviously we're going to get into wizarding days here, but I have to start ask you the mm-hmm. question because when I don't ask this, yeah. people come back at me and they say, well, you forgot to ask me, what did your childhood smell like? <laughs> um, mold. I grew up in Houston, near the not too far from the coast. And I love my parents, but it's wet. It's so, so wet and steamy there. In so Houston? It was slightly musky smell. See, I've, <laughs> I've never been to Houston. Is it really humid there? Very, very humid. Interesting. Yes. So Sex I came out to Utah, crazy. which is the opposite. And my hair went down yeah. <laughs> when I moved out here. And my allergies to mold went away. When did you come to Utah? Out in, out at, during college. Yeah. And so we, where did yeah. you go to college? Out here? Yep. I went out here. I've been here for a while. But I'm, as I was telling your wife, I'm a bit of a Southern southern gal. And yeah. so I give a lot of hugs. And we, I like to have that hospitality whenever I talk and meet with people. Yeah. Very cool. And you just stayed around in Utah ever since. Got married. You know the story. (laughs) I got married to a Utah boy. Move out here, settle down, stay. Yes. So, I mean, let's jump right into Wizarding Days. Mm -hmm. I want to find out kind of how you got involved Mm -hmm. with Wizarding Days because we actually... So we had Valerie on. Yeah. Uh, was it last year we had her on the oh, podcast? It was like two years ago. A couple I think. years ago. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think it was the first one. Mm-hmm. And you, well, how did, how did that come about? How yeah. did that come about? Kim? Yeah. So we had worked together at events before. Um, so my past job relating to Illinois Gaiman is a librarian. That was my job. My job was over teen services for the county library system. So I got to work with teens and do events and all sorts of things. So I did a Yule Ball for years. I did anime conventions and a Yule Ball. And I loved it. And I love the power of events to bring people together. 
that and, and to give back. And so that was kind of the mindset of like, hey, there's this amazing community here, been doing events for other people. Let's do an event for our community. Let's do it differently the way we want to have it and let's give back. And so that's always been kind of the mission that we worked on with Wizarding Days. One of my favorite things about wizarding wizarding days, it's hard to say sometimes, but <laughs> yes. like, I love that you guys do it. It's almost like, and we talked about this with Valerie too, you almost built it for introverts, right? Like those of us who get, I don't know if I'm an introvert or extrovert, but I could get lost for a month solid in a book, easy, and never talk to another human. And like, there's something about knowing that you can go to a whole building full of those people and everyone's just as excited about everything that's there. Yeah. It's really cool. We Our goal is not to go to the Salt Palace. Our goal is not to even necessarily fill up the Mountain America Expo Center. Yeah. It, it's to stay that cozy feel like when you open up that favorite book, right? Yeah. You're like comfy and everyone is very friendly. You can walk through you. It's a lot of sets that you kind of explore and navigate. And I love that kind of experience where you're not herded through. You're just taking it at your leisurely place with your family and having a fun, chill time. What are the dates of it? Let's let's share the dates yeah. for our listeners. So it's Friday and Saturday, the February 22nd and 23rd. So on Friday, it starts at 1 p.m. Our vendor floor goes till 8, but we have activities till 10 p.m. both days. Oh, wow. And Saturday, we open at 10 a.m. at the at the Mount America Expo Center in Sandy. And this is the third year. <laughs> yes. Is there going to be anything different? <laughs> different this year that you like what's what or what is going to be different so we like to kind of bring a book to life every year and this year is we're bringing the arthurian legends of camelot so we actually have a giant round table i saw camelot pictures sets yes and thrones and larpers and knights and all of it so and that is our theme this year use the sword and the stone too right yeah well you're not gonna well good luck pulling it out but oh. you can't you can try hey, maybe <laughs> i will yes so you you mentioned larpers and yeah and... live action role playing so we, we kind of bring in Bringing those legends to life. So are people going to be able to watch other people? Yes, yeah, so watching and we're actually having classes. So one thing that new also that we're adding is master classes. So you can pay a fee and you can actually learn from a professional sword fighting. So not just like, you know, actual, this is the name of things. So we have someone who's creating a VR design just for Wizarding Days and you can code in VR. Oh, so wow. like these deep dive classes that are master classes and new this year. And do you have to, I mean, you don't have to sign up for these classes. You can just show up. You can show up and pay for five, five bucks for each one. You can also sign them up for right, right now. You can get a master pass and get to all of them. Go on the website. <laughs> yeah. At wizardingdays.com. That's days with a Z, I should add. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And so it's the two days Mountain America Expo Center, which is in Sandy. It's on State Street, I believe. Yeah, it's Nine... about 9,400 okay. South. Okay. Very cool. And this obviously is a big endeavor. Who's you have some people helping you, right? Yeah. You, you, who, who's, <laughs> Definitely. who's, who's helping? I mean, let's give them a little bit of recognition. Um, of so, you know, we have some two, two new amazing people that uh-huh. um, Lisa is over our crafts and programs and planning and amazing entertainment. I love, I got to give a shout out to John Robinson with Robinson creations. Who's made our Camelot set. We also have Jess who is over our volunteers, vendors and all sorts of things. So it's a really collective effort. It's like what, from the beginning, we wanted to bring a lot of the community together. We have over a hundred volunteers that come together those two days to make this happen. 
it's a big, it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of stress. What, how yeah. do you keep yourself sane? Like what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? how do you stay motivated? I mean, it's hard. And, and I have a hard job as the owner and the one who pays the bills. Yeah. <laughs> so I often, that's I, the not fun part. That, that's the not, yeah. So we had hoodies made and I was kind of joking today that uh, it says head witch on my, on my lapel, but I said it needs to be head buzzkill because I'm the one. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> but what about this form? But yeah. that being said, to make a sustainable long-term event, you have to, it's a business at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. where I stay very organized and I take long, long walks and I read lots of books to help with the stress. <laughs> no, I could, I yeah. could imagine. Cause I mean, I've never undertook a, like a big event like that. I've done, we've done like live podcast yeah. recordings. But that and, would be intimidating to do something that, that intricate. Um, what do you know now? Like that you wished you would have known when you started all of this, putting an event together, I'm sure there's something you've learned. Yeah. So I've, I've learned to, I guess, better, better understand the Utah event space. So one thing about Utahns is they wait to the very, 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 very last minute to buy tickets. Yeah. And so if you are anticipating on buying certain things, waiting on certain ticket sales and understanding like price points and also some of that, that stuff, but Utah has a really unique event community that I've learned. Do you think that's really (laughs) uniquely specific to Utah? Because I I know that I've talked to people about that, where it's like, you can never guess how many people are actually going to come until the event is happening. Well, that and the pricing. Um, If you go to conventions out of state, they Mm -hmm. charge a lot more. And people for our amazing conventions out here, they, they're pretty cheap. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, big families, people spend differently Mm -hmm. in Utah. I think a lot of it personally, and this sounds really bad, but I think a lot of it, cause I know how it is for me where it's like, well, what if something better comes along? You know? <laughs> yeah, a bit of that. That's true. And that's kind of where I think a lot of it, you wait. Cause you're like, well, I'll, I'll be able to get a ticket and then it sells out. And you're like, well, I think it's just kind of the nature of the beast really. Yeah. But I, I would not yeah. want to do what you it, it do. Can be, it can be hard. So, I mean, we're, we're sold out pretty much on vendors. Really? Yep. That's we've, great. we've sold out every year. Uh, vendors and uh, I just have to like be like Carrie just just wait just wait and it's they've always come through we've had about 4,200 last year we grew from 3,500 and I'm wow. we're getting hoping to push up against 5,000 attendees this year I hopefully this is a, a good question to ask but comic-con mm-hmm. and then wizarding days I mean there's a lot of similarities but a lot of differences yeah one thing that we don't do is celebrities Mm-hmm. Um, they, we have an amazing event here that does celebrities and we like to be very educational. So we have a large STEM area and we call them classes or workshops. So you learn from a professor or an artist or a producer on, on the ground. So that's a big difference is yeah. we kind of wanted to provide a little more chill space where you can learn, where you can learn yeah. something. I feel like Wizarding Days attracts people more like me, where I love Comic-Con and I love all the celebrity stuff and I love the idea of comics and the movies and stuff. But I never, that's kind of a different, and I don't think people realize there's actually a difference. Like in, there's a divide. The people who really read books and follow stories like in depth versus like comic book people. Cosplayers. Yeah. Yeah, And and, and there's, there's an overlap, but I I mean, I even sometimes don't like to use the word convention because it has connotations. I like to say experience that you bring in. And, and when my past career, I I did large scale events. So I did this large anime convention called Toshokan. I had about 2000 teens. Wait, this is an event you did. Yeah. An event I did before this. In Utah? And yeah, in Utah. So, and what I found was an amazing educational experience. So the teens were panelists. The teens, 
scenes were vendors. They sold their work. So through the process, they learn so much. They learn customer service and business skills and how to present. And so I love the capacity. And that's what that got, got me hooked yeah. of getting events to learn. And that to is grow so cool as a person. I was actually yeah. going to ask that. I was wondering if you've done any other yep, events. So you did, what, say the name of it again. What so uh, it's still running. Both of my events when I was with the Salt Lake County Library are still running. I did a Teen Yule Ball and a Toshokan. The only a, a Toshokan? Toshokan is like like book book con, and it's just for teens. It's the only one of its kind anywhere. How, how could we get like <laughs> if we have teenagers who would be interested? How would we? Yeah, get them we, I take teenagers as well um, with the Wizarding Days. So we love to get the young people involved. And, and I think that cosplay and geek events gives them an opportunity they have to get more involved and to learn and to grow and to make new friends that they might not elsewhere. The, sure. the yeah. kids from Toshokan just bonded. Oh, I bet. And they work so hard on that event. When is that event? <laughs> when, when does that So, happen? I mean, I'm not involved in it anymore, but yeah. usually it was around August. I was just curious. Just yeah, curious. Yeah, in August every year. Now, back to <laughs> an earlier comment you made how the difference between Wizarding Days and like other Comic Cons, you don't have like, uh, meet and greets and yeah. stuff. Have, yeah. Would you ever do something like that? You think? Uh, I like to do meet and greets with the people behind the page a little bit. And we have a lot of authors. We've always had authors come. We've okay. had producers, makeup artists, cosplayers. I sometimes don't think they get enough credit, but kind of every actor or act, you know, is a, is a whole team. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But any good story is the writer, the, the, like <laughs> the actual creator. Yeah. Right? So we yeah. focus on creators and I'm not, not to, to knock act that's amazing skill but mm-hmm. sometimes we don't see the people behind that made it happen right well like even yourself <laughs> carrie that's i that, mean that's it, and that's a good why, job at event planners you never see them well that, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. right that's what i like about this podcast is it allows people to get to know all the awesome people in salt lake that a lot of times get overlooked and all that you know so because mm-hmm, they're yeah. busy creating we're the, the lar- stuff we're the largest female run you know event out here um, you know, doing what we do, geek events. It's, yeah. It sometimes can be a very male-dominated space. Oh, for sure. And we bootstrap the whole, whole operation. It's a labor of love. <laughs> very cool. Let's actually take a very quick break here, yeah. play a couple of messages here from our sponsors. Then when we come back, I mean, obviously we're going to delve a lot more into Wizarding Days. And there's some other things I got questions <laughs> for you, Carrie. So hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. We're going to take just a couple minutes of your time, tell you about our awesome sponsors. When you support our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast. Hey, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Wizarding Days. I know you're listening to the uh, conversation right now with Carrie, but we wanted to tell you just a little bit more about Wizarding Days. Wizarding Days is happening February 22nd and 23rd at the Mountain America Expo Center. Wizarding Days is an interactive fantasy event with roving actors magical sets, crafts, and activities, nonstop entertainment, and classes by artisans and professionals. And this year, Wizarding Days is excited to bring the Arthurian legend Camelot to life. They have live-action role players, a round table, and actually a giant dragon. So it's going to be fun for all ages. Wizarding Days brings your favorite books to life, and tickets are on sale now at wizardingdayswithaz.com. Kids 5 and under are free, and ages 6 to 12 are just $5. Make sure to pick up your tickets now. They're on sale. They are cheaper if you buy them in advance. Again, that website is Wizarding Days, Days with a Z, WizardingDays.com. What a tongue twister, right, Chrissy? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's unforgettable though. But you know, we just wanted to touch on a few more things. I know you're listening to this conversation with Carrie and you're learning all kinds of things about Wizarding Days, but we've been grateful that they've come on as a sponsor of this podcast. So make sure to go out and pick up your tickets. Again, you can buy them on their website, wizardingdays.com. That's days with a Z. Go support them. And many thanks to uh, Wizarding Days for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. All right, guys on Facebook are always hitting me up. They're saying, Chris, who trims your beard? Where do you go to get your haircuts? Well, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by the Salt Lake Barber Company. Isaac over there, he does an amazing job trimming my beard, giving me haircuts. They're They're all actually really great over there. Their address is 10 East 800 South, right on the corner of 8th and Main, right there in the Central 9th District, right in downtown Salt Lake City. They offer haircuts, beard trims. They're given straight razor shaves. I've never done this. Maybe one day I will get a straight razor shave by them. They are a true community barbershop. They're focused on providing the best work environment possible and allowing barbers to always provide the highest quality experience while in the chair. Listen, so this is how it works, guys. They do take walk-ins if they're available, but your best bet where you can get a guaranteed appointment, book it online, go open your internet browser, type in saltlakebarberco.com. This is where you can select your barber. You could select the services that you need. So if you just need a haircut, maybe you need a haircut and a beard trim, you select the date and the time that you want. And then you know, hey, I can head over to the Salt Lake Barber Company on this date and time, a guaranteed haircut. SaltLakeBarberCo.com. Again, they're offering haircuts, beard trims, straight razor shaves. Their address is 10 East, 800 South. Go check them out. Many thanks to the Salt Lake Barber Company for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's get back into that conversation with Carrie as we find out about Wizarding Days. Thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. I love I love the idea of like picking one book and bringing it to life every year. What are like what are your dream books that you want to bring to life? That's a that's a tough one. So Sandman yeah. of Neil Gaiman to go back to Neil Gaiman because we always have to go back to Neil always. Gaiman. <laughs> so Sandman is my favorite graphic novel of all time. Uh, but I love the mythology mm-hmm. and I like to bring some of the old old stories back to life. Like I love American Gods. Oh my gosh, American right? Gods is so the, good. I like, have you read Norse mythology? I love the North mythology. Yes, oh, I, I love so the good. old stories because it's fascinating yeah. with Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, whatever. They're built on those old Gilgamesh. They're built mm-hmm. on those stories. And I, me, I love to see the old because I don't think kids sometimes realize the hero's journey and how we repeat the same stories over and over and over again, that we all have one common story Yeah, that I love. So some of that might be fun. At that some would point. be so cool. Oh my gosh. American gods. You should do yes, American, American gods. gods. Yes. That would be so great. Here's a question. What book would you recommend if nobody's reading Neil Gaiman? What should they read? What would be the oh, first book they should read? Gosh. Well, I mean, I love Sandman, but that's the graphic novel for kids. A good starter is Stardust. Oh yeah, Stardust is good. Is a good starter with Neil Gaiman. See, and I, I would say, yeah, yeah, it's because a lot of his stuff is maybe a little bit more adult, not adult, but like it yeah. might be a little bit over the heads yeah. of kids. If you want to go even younger, Coraline. Okay, I love Coraline. Love the Coraline, movie. Yeah, is a good one. It's really good. And the Graveyard Book is a good one too for kids. Oh, I'm trying to think of the one. What's the one? <laughs> Crap. That where they're in London and there's the people that disappear. 
like the other world never 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 wear never wear never, never wear. wears yeah. is really good. Graphic, yeah good now did too. i catch somewhere that you <laughs> write books too have you written some books Kay? i i wrote a book for librarians that came out last year just on creating team programs because that was my job is creating it was over programming okay and so and then i have a book coming out later this year of related to my other company digital responsibility digital citizenship teaching and practices. So academic nonfiction, if you want to dive into curriculum and pedagogy and how you teach to teach. That's this. really cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of, have you, have you ever thought about like writing a fantasy book or a science fiction? My book? mom wants me to, cause I used to do those when I was a kid, but I haven't yet. <laughs> I've been in nonfiction world, but, but yes, I, I, I make up stories sometimes with my son and, and I still get that, that spark sometimes, but yes, right now it's all Nonfiction. Right now it's all like it's. It <laughs> yes. sounds like you really have a, a passion for teaching too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm an adjunct instructor, and my other company, we go out and train hundreds and hundreds of kids on being safe and responsible online. So I love working with students around technology and social emotional learning. So I teach a lot wow. around communication and how we can just be a better human being. So I, I love teaching and I love geek stuff. So it's kind of fun to see that meld. Yeah. Wizarding Days brings. Some of it together. It seems like, yeah, it seems like <laughs> yes. it kind of brings it full circle. <laughs> yes. Is it ever kind of tricky? I mean, it sounds like you mostly work with youth. Does that ever get kind of tricky? I love it. And people, so I, my job was over teen services and people are like, why do you want to Nobody, nobody to wants teens, to do with teenagers. I, I love teens because they're very direct and you mm-hmm. know where you stand with them, but they're also often at a crossroads of their life where they can, they're making a lot of really important choices. And that's one reason I love working with that group. It's an opportunity. And yeah, you know, they'll rag on you. But you know what? What I love about teens is you can push right back and they find that amusing. Yeah, you can't exactly. do that yeah, with an adult. That's true. <laughs> well, an adult. Oh, I got my feelings hurt. I know. The teens yeah. are like, oh, okay. So I've worked a lot, you know, with, you know, kids in detention, especially. And, and you know, they, they trust you out a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I sure. like that. And I think it's refreshing. And I think adults need to be a little bit more like that. <laughs> I, I like that perspective, actually. Now, here's a question I like to ask people, too, a lot of times is, and I don't think I asked you this one yet, yeah. Carrie, is what's been like the most rewarding thing of doing Wizarding Days? Yeah, so there there is that moment where you're just kind of walking around. So I'm, I often, at the events, I'm either putting out a fire or I'm the restaurant manager that says, how was your food? Yeah. That's my job. And so I'll walk around and just kind of behind and see like a kid just get super, a spark you know, and I, and they, they get excited and they get on the edge of their seat and they're just more and more and more, or even adults, they get a spark. They like turn their head a little bit away and their eyes look a certain way Yeah. or they touch something or their mouth opens slightly. I love that feeling of connection and spark that you can see. And it's just fun for me as the behind the scenes event planner to watch yeah. that magic happen. I could imagine <laughs> that would be really cool. And you also mentioned you're doing like, uh, like before we started recording, we're mentioning some of the I am Salt Lake merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do like game nights in in trivia nights now with Wizarding yeah. Days, or has this kind of been something you've been doing since the beginning? Or so what? our amazing um, Jess, one of the co-owners, and Katina, I got a Katina shout out, have put together some whiskey and wizards events we've been doing since November. So we are a family friendly event, but we have lots of young adults. Yeah, and so we've been doing geek pub trivia at the Union Tavern, and we'll be continuing that all through 2019 as well. So uh, my 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 geek team, do you want to know their name? Yes. Yeah, please. Okay. The Fizzing Wizbies, and we won Aww. one time. 
<laughs> so isn't that fun? They're putting quizbees, yes. So geek trivia, and awesome. we raise money for charity. So yeah. we, uh, you know, you donate. This just sounds like my happy place, man. <laughs> yes. Whiskey and yes. wizards. Where did you say it's at? It's at the Union Tavern in Midvale. So Union they've been very wonderful okay. for us. And uh, so we've been doing some. We have another one for the event, uh, February 22nd, our Triwizard Cup for all our Greek trivia winners. And stay tuned on our Wizarding Days page and we'll post the events of when we're doing that's, our next th- one. That's what I was curious <laughs> of, like how people can find out about yeah. it. Is like through your Facebook page yep. so or website? On or? Facebook, we're on an, on Instagram. So just Wizarding Days with a Z, you can find us. We have a Wizarding Days community groups, just like some of your podcast groups yeah. that we send out and we like to get people involved and excited too. So this, I mean, this is a year round deal that you're doing. So yeah. it isn't like, like obviously if people are listening to this, say, June, July, and Wizarding Days is over. We do community events all year. We go out and about to different festivals or outreach or, and we like to be with different nonprofits or businesses. So, But we are excited in 2019 because we're expanding July 19th and 20th. We'll be at the new, brand new Cache County Event Center doing Wizarding Days. Oh, so we cool. have two large events. Wait, wait. So this back, year. back up a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. So, so you got another Wizarding Days you're doing? Yeah. So we're expanding in 2019, and it, yeah, Cash County Events Center out in Logan. So it's the so they have like on the a northern Utah one, yeah, and then a, a northern Utah one. When, when is that going to be? Yeah, so July nineteenth and twentieth. Okay, so people yeah. that are listening to this after February, yep. if you didn't make we that Wizarding it. Days, we're real excited because it's indoor outdoors. So we're going to have more of the LARPing and food trucks, and it'll just be a lot of fun on their fairgrounds too. Oh, that's so cool. yeah. So okay, so on the fair, is it going to be bigger? You think? Oh no, it'll be it's a smaller space because oh, it's smaller Logan, space, smaller. but we can kind of expand. Like we can take up. You more, can spread a out. Lot of space outside yeah yeah <laughs> which will be fun and where can people find it obviously on the website yep we're actually selling our logan tickets right now so they can buy we are starting to fill up for vendors already so we'll even we'd love some cash county people sure. um, locals to come out yeah <laughs> that sounds awesome i haven't i haven't spent a whole lot of time up in logan i yeah. used to go up there quite a bit i've actually have some friends i'm gonna let them know oh, about it they i used to take my kids to visit some kids up there logan's got a good group of people who like to get out and do stuff mm-hmm. Here's a, here's a, it just popped in my head because we have a listener. I believe he lives in Chicago. I'm not sure Brett, anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. For some reason, the Wizarding Days intrigues him. Yeah. He's always messaging me about it. <laughs> One day he's like, oh, maybe I'll vend at it. Do you get a lot of out of town vendors we that get a come few. to yeah. vend at it? We do get a few. Sometimes if we can catch them, sometimes there's circuits, you know, yeah. we catch them on there and some come all the way out of state to come out there. One thing that we offer is, I mean, we're not offering the huge giant crowds, but when you have a smaller crowd, you get a lot of intimate experience as a vendor that you might not get elsewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is going to go in a little different direction here, Carrie, but I, you know, obviously we're going to find out, (laughs) we're going to find out a little bit about you here, but you spoke at a TEDx here in Salt Lake City. When I was doing a little bit of research (laughs) on you, I was like, well, I got to find out more about this. (laughs) Carrie, when we're bringing it into the podcast, Props to you, first of all, for doing that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's very intimidating it, it to was ex- get up in front of all those this people, I'm sure. This is much easier than doing that because it's a memori- you memorize your talk <laughs> and yeah. there's no audience to riff off of. Yeah, but you memorize it, <laughs> so. but I'm sure your mind still goes blank. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, and that was the, that's always the fear that you're just going to stand up there and just your mind's going to go empty. Oh, which right. Totally, right. Is the fear. totally happens. I like <laughs> it does. I used to do, I'm totally going off on a tangent here, but I used to do a lot of singing competitions growing up. And I remember mm. one of like the one song that I did that was like 
the hardest I worked on. Yeah. When I stood in front of the judges, my mind went totally blank. I forgot the words <laughs> and I just sat there and cried oh. for like, <laughs> half of the song. And then I remember, so, oh, that's yeah. just a terrifying feeling. It's, it's hard because especially... What's tricky is you get going and you get talking and then one thing can kind of tumble and you lose your momentum and, but you know, got through it. Yeah. <laughs> right? what, was that 2016? You yes. Did? 2016. So I was, it was an amazing experience. One thing that um, the TEDx Salt Lake City team does is they take a lot of care of you. It's like a boot camp. You get to know your fellow speakers really well. They have an all day training. They're mentor you. They're, they're with you every step of the way. So I upped my public speaking game a hundred percent through the experience, through the mentorship. It's not like they just oh, wow. hand you off. They critique, they give feedback, they give you opportunities to speak and do your talk before. So it's really like, cool. So <laughs> you caught me off guard because I didn't even realize they did this. So not yeah. every TEDx group does. So it you, takes more work. Multiple yeah. times you meet with them. Yeah. Or... We have a, you have a, someone kind of assigned to you. Okay. That's okay. on their committee. And it's a, it's a really amazing experience. Kind that of a built-in mentorship program. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, it's a speaker boot camp. I also as well. <laughs> what would you, okay. So say, say somebody's listening or gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw myself out there. What if I was interested in doing a TEDx talk? What would yeah. you give me a tip? So the tips that they told me a lot of it is they get amazing talks, but you have to differentiate yourself as Ted mm. has been around longer and longer. There's more opportunities for duplication. And yeah. so they turn away amazing, great people, not because they're not doing amazing, great things, but their talk wasn't different enough. So making, makes sense. Yeah, making it different. And one thing I learned by the experience is it is apples and oranges. Some talks are just going to get really, really popular because of what it is and those esoteric and, and you mm -hmm. balancing those is kind of a tough as a TEDx if you're, if you're involved in that. So oh, yeah. be different. That would be my number one differentiator. Because I wonder how many how many people apply. Probably did did they tell you how a many lot people? Of people. Apply? They told me a lot of people apply, and they only get like what a dozen people, to, yeah. ten people, or something. They have to, do to it. narrow it down a lot. So I, I did some research. I had an idea in mind, but I did a lot of research on TED, like what's out there around my topic, um, before you know. And what it. what was your topic? So let's so, talk about so that. So yeah, it actually relates to what I was saying. I love the power of fandom and geek community to educate and bring people together. So I shared experiences from some of my work and other areas. This is even before I did in the first Wizarding Days of the power of fandom to how it unites people, how it's universal, yes. and how we learn. Now, and I'll put that link <laughs> for that uh, the YouTube so people can watch yeah. it. I'll put that at, at imsaltlake.com with this episode. So when you're not doing Wizarding Days and you're not doing the TED Talks, what are some of your other hobbies and interests, I mean, Carrie? My my other business, but I I love I love books, of course. Um, but I have a little seven year old, little first grader, and he is you know I love him to death. His name's Kellen. Hello, Kellen, if you're listening. Um, so it's fun to kind of take him on this journey with me. He comes to different events and advises me, and so I oh, I love my family. I love my husband and my son, and we we hang out and we play and we geek out. Does, does he like books as much? as you he does love books oh, i raised so i raised him that way see and he loves tried. graphic novels a oh, lot oh really so i he's learning he's in first grade so they're still learning how to read and mm -hmm. that's one thing i mentioned the ted talk is graphic novels are great for early readers or esl learners yeah so it's fascinating to me he can read at a really high level even though he's still learning seven right through yeah. graphic novels he can sit there with a graphic novel and figure it out how did you, really how cool. did you get so, him excited though about it well you have to model it yeah. too um you know i get excited and i talk about it and it, it's like an it's not just i'm reading to him we're we're communicating we're snuggling we're together mm -hmm. it's a and you start really young and it's just 
normalized at yeah, that point. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to do with, with our youngest. Uh, I should start reading her some Percy Jackson. She's like a right y- now. year and a half yeah. and we're trying to read to her, you know, I'll yeah. read to her it, during the I mean, day and. I would do that when he was a newborn and he, you know, he'd be like spit up on me and poop, but like <laughs> I would still read to him because yeah. it's the habit right, and it's right. the feeling and it and winds them for the day too. When mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like a routine yeah. that they like and it's calming too. Oh my so gosh. even when like they, they poop on you. So did you, you actually read like, <laughs> you know, I mean, when, even when he was little, did you actually yeah. read him like yeah, real the little story board books? books. Oh. And I like at that age, especially cool. your 18 month wordless picture books. They're really, really great for that age. Oh, and you kind of yeah. be like, what's going to happen next? So our favorite story was- So you was have to actually good, make up the story. Yeah. We good, did Goodnight Gorilla. That was my favorite. I'm like, oh, the gorilla's getting out of the cage. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen? And they oh, kind of get involved. Mm-hmm. So I like that. What a cool idea. <laughs> See, when I was growing up, we didn't have TV. My mom would take <laughs> yeah. us to the library and we'd get a big stack of books. Yep. I mean, obviously we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have TVs. And so we would just sit and read books all day and all night. Mm-hmm. That was what we did. Yeah. And yeah. so that's where my love of books came from and i i don't yeah. read like i should I, I i just don't have the time yeah when you're an adult mm-hmm. it's so hard but to invest the time i think it's mm-hmm. important to uh shoot we should get lucy into some comic books even maybe yeah, huh? yeah. you know so like, just the last 10 years because i used to order graphic novels for the library the younger ages comic books that they didn't have as much it used to be more, more adults but they've yeah. younger younger now they have little, like my little pony comic yes books and or- there's so <laughs> many amazing graphic novels for the young kids too but i think just modeling it and i say this especially they need male role models with books yeah there's, there's yeah. having you read can make a really big difference not like that's not important but oh, we no, need totally. more men modeling reading behavior right <laughs> if you could learn one random skill what would it be I can't whistle. I tried since I was a kid and people are like, no, you curl your tongue and you, I've never been able, I really like to whistle. (laughs) I don't know if I can physically do it at this point. I don't, (laughs) I don't. That's a skill I would like to whistle. (laughs) Whistling's annoying. You're lucky. You're lucky. You can't whistle. whistle. (laughs) (laughs) If you could go back to high school and give yourself a piece of advice, Uh, what would you say? I'd say just chill a little bit. I think mm. that, um, you know, as the old adage goes, is you feel like everyone's looking at you and talking about you, right? Yeah. At that age. And they're really not. They're all worried about people looking and talking about them. Yeah. They're all right? in their own heads, worried about themselves. <laughs> and most people are not going out as much as you think they are. Most people are not partying and traveling as much as you oh, think well, they are. You, it seems that way. Oh, for sure. But they're not talking, probably talking about you. They're not having a famous, a wonderful, adventurous lives and you're doing just fine and you're, you're just chill. You're yeah. doing great. You're no, doing great. Is I my advice. I, I like that. I do think that we kind of get caught up, especially with like social media yeah. and all of that, right? We're we're trying to keep up with everybody, and we feel yeah. like everybody else has such no. an amazing life. I, really, I don't think we outgrow that ever. No, no, adults are just as bad. And and this is something I I teach I teach uh, kids too, and, and just getting in that mindset. I wish I got in that mindset earlier. I think that also mm. comes with age. But yeah, I don't know. Plenty of my people aged still deal with this. But that would be my my teenage advice is that they're they're not all talking about you. They're not all looking about you and you're not missing out on what you think you're missing out. So you, you said you, so, you teach this. With, yeah, with digital teenagers. responsibility. So I teach issues of digital communication and digital empathy and how we communicate online. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. there, I mean, is that kind of like an open course that 
people can find you and come to? Well, they'll, they can read my book later this year. I'm working on getting more of the content online. Um, I do digital parenting classes where I train parents on some subjects like this, but mainly I run the student programs through school districts or after okay. school programs or nonprofits. So if you're enrolled, your kid's enrolled, but I, uh, but I'll huh. take people. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Cause <laughs> I'm, I think I'm getting better, but I definitely, you know, the FOMO, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh it's my hard. gosh, like it's I'm hard. missing out or like, especially with the baby, I'm like, oh, you know, I can't go out tonight yeah. or I can't do this. And mm-hmm. I feel like my life is ruined. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you'd ever fully get over it. Right. We just get, yeah. we just get better at it. But I mean, really, they're not, yeah. <laughs> you're not missing that much. No one's really having that great of a time. <laughs> because, yeah, and, and they're just, they post, you post the best. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk Salt Lake City. Yeah. Right. I love, I got a few Salt Lake City related questions <laughs> that we like to ask on the podcast. And uh, I'm always curious what people say, you know, and there's no right or wrong mm-hmm. answer. But if somebody was visiting Salt Lake, I mean, we, I'm sure you've had family and friends. Yeah. Where, where's something that you say you got to check this out or you take them to or show them oh. anything, building, yeah, area, so, town? So when my parents come in town, because they don't live, um, all my family's out of state, um, I will, we, we've loved Red Butte Gardens to go out Beautiful. there. Um, you can't do this now, but Rio Tinto used to let you take the tours of their copper mine. And that was an amazing tour. I've never done that. And no. the salt flask, we went out there, but they, they, when they had the avalanche, they stopped oh, yeah. doing they it, stop but doing they it. might open it again. But the copper mine was amazing. Um, we've done the salt flats before. I love the aquarium. We got a membership out there. It's a very, very nice living planet aquarium. Oh, have you seen the sloths? I was oh, so yes. excited when they got yes. sloths. I got to see the sloth moving one time. <laughs> that, that's the trick. Because, Lucky. Oh, Lucky. man. I got so excited to see them. And then we went there. Yeah. And they were just curled up in a basket. And I'm like, come on, guys. Yes. They're always, I want to hug you. They're always sleeping, right? They yes. are. Yes. yes. No, it's, I, I'm from the South and I love the South, of course, because we're obnoxious that way. When you grow up in Texas, you're a bit of obnoxious. But I love Utah. It's, I, I, I've had op- some opportunities to move, but we've stayed. It's a great place to raise a family and run a business, and and it's not as musky and muggy as yeah. Houston is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> now, what about favorite local eating spots, Carrie? I'm sure you got one or two or three even maybe, you know, that, that you enjoy. I have a few, but I, I grew up in Houston, which is actually the most diverse city in the U.S. And people don't always realize this and it has the largest tiny town. So I would go for dim sum on the weekends with the authentic stuff. Oh, and uh, I got to I gotta be honest with you. I have struggled to find my favorite place out here. I grew up in the most amazing Tex-Mex, Asian, whatever food you wanted. And it was all totally authentic. <laughs> just, all totally authentic all the time. Great eating in Houston. I just, I you don't haven't know. found it here. I haven't found my one place. Mm. I explore a lot and I try mm-hmm. lots of different things, but not one place. <laughs> what about, uh, would you change anything? about Salt Lake City. If if you if you could change one or two things, is there something you would change? Well, we, if we're talking like culture shock, one of my the issues I've had with culture shock is moving from the south, people are they speak a little more directly. Now they'll say like, but that's your heart, you know, yeah. you know, whatever I <laughs> If you, you say know, bless your heart, hug, you can yeah. say anything, right? <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, honey." But they're a little more straight Straight talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my grandma, my own family is from Alabama. My grandma will tell you exactly what she thinks in the sweetest tone of voice. <laughs> and I grew up on that and I have more of a direct kind of can be a confrontational style that I sometimes I hit that 
I hit that culture shock. <laughs> I put yeah. my foot in my mouth. So I, I guess my, my advice to Salt Lake is like, be a little more open with your feelings and throw in a few bless yous and you'll be fine. You're, you're not, you're fine. It's <laughs> now I wish every, everybody I in that. the Salt Lake, I wish they could hear that right now. Right. I think a lot of people could, could put, learn that and put that into there. Yes, so true. A lot of people here are kind of uptight and I, they just need to relax a little bit. And have fun. Yeah. And go to wizarding yeah. days. Yes. Just have fun. So Chill. Too. You know. <laughs> have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh as we kinda as we kinda wind this down mm-hmm. a little bit, wizarding days, let's run through the dates of that again for yeah. for this one. And I guess shoot, might as well even yep. for, for Logan. Let's do it. Too. So Wizarding Days is February twenty second and twenty third at the Mountain America Expo Center. Um we have all of our tickets and everything at Wizarding Days with a Z dot com. So buy your tickets now. And we're coming to Logan and July nineteenth and 20th at the Cash County Event Center. Which is great because I know we have at least one Logan listener. There we go. If, the if, one, if you're one listening. I'm sure we have more, but I know I know of a specific yeah. individual that lives up that way. That's awesome. Well, and she would love it. Oh, yeah. is she? Oh, I was, oh, no, thinking, no, I was she? thinking of I was thinking of an Ogden listener. <laughs> so I was going to say, maybe, maybe she'll we got go a couple there. here, Carrie. <laughs> so wizardingdays.com, I'll put again, I mean, they. I'll put all those links at IamSaltLake.com. They're really easy to find. I mean, it's it's... There, I've had a great conversation yeah. with you, Thank Carrie. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> Is there anything maybe we didn't talk about that you're like, gosh, I wish we would have talked about that? Yeah. So we um, just mentioned our charities and volunteers. So yeah, let's, we, let's talk about that. We do have a certain amount of our proceeds go to charities, go to directly to Utah charities. We've had, you know, uh, two, the community has nominated two amazing charities, uh, the historic uh, Playhouse and Draper. And it's the best seat in the house. So they're in two nonprofits this year. So when you give to Wizarding Days, you also give back. So I wanted to let people know that we're also taking some more volunteers. We have a few areas. We especially need more areas in like STEM and a few things. If you want to come, have a great time. Well, we love a few more volunteers to come out to our event. And how would they... <laughs> How like if they want to volunteer, how yeah. would they reach out to you, I guess? So or? they can they can reach out to us and we can send them the link. But if you go on wizardingdays.com, there's just an application that you fill okay. out and then we'll have people get in touch with you. And then the charities, do you care to mention any of them that you do? Or is, yeah. it, or is it a so, lot of them that you do? So we have done a bunch over the years. Of, a few of them that we've done. Um, we've done Utah Foster Care. We did Millie's Princess. We've done uh, Canines for a Cause. We've done Utah Parent Center before. So we love giving back to local charities. It's, you know, that's kind of why we started this to give back to have the community and we'll have some Logan charities this uh, summer that we're giving back to. Christina has a final question. She always <laughs> likes do. to throw out at it really quick. Yeah. I'd like to know what is one piece of life advice or motto that you would like to leave with our listeners? Oh yeah. So along with the, I, the be chill <laughs> one is that really you, you got one chance at this. So you, you don't, don't half-ass it. <laughs> Do, so I like what Ron Swanson says about this Parks and Rec. Oh, yes. He says, never half-ass anything, whole-ass it. Many thanks again to Carrie Rogers Whitehead for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All the links to connect with Carrie and find out more about Wizarding Days can be found on our website, IamSaltLake.com slash 368. All right, it's that time of the podcast where we offer some recommendations. These are things that uh, Christina and I, either we've been doing or they've been kind of life-changing or they're just something we enjoy. Yeah, just something fun we like. Do you want to give your recommendation first, Christina? Sure, because I'm completely obsessed right now. My recommendation this week is Brandon Sanderson's book, Skyward. 
I have been meaning to binge listen to some, well, I listen on Audible, so I'm not reading, reading, but you know. You're getting I'm read absorbing. too. I'm getting read too. It's Which wonderful. Which is nice. It's it nice. is nice. But man, Skyward is a good book. If you are needing a good science fiction uh, novel, pick it up. Very cool. I don't need a science fiction novel. I can't stand them. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? That's okay. Because you do your thing and I'll do mine. As long as you're okay with me totally nerding out in my books. My recommendation this week is The Goldbergs. I know you're probably all familiar with the show and you're like, gosh, that's, that show is old news. Well, true. But we are going back and binge watching really since, what did we start Like episode one and we're going yeah. all the way through it, right? Oh man, it is fat. Like you can't get enough Goldbergs. I think a lot of it is because it's, it's a lot of things I relate with. I'm a child of the 80s. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1977. So you have to remember, what am I, three years old at 1980. So I'm like perfect. 1985 to 1990. Those were my prime years, man. So watching the Goldbergs with the video camera and all the uh, hammer pants and, and just all <laughs> of that stuff, it's like, that was my childhood to a T. Oh, so man. if you have not watched The Goldbergs, check it out. I agree. And that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget to support our show sponsors, Wizarding Days, Five Wise Vodka, and the Salt Lake Barber Company. We have links for all of them at our website, which you can find at IamSaltLake.com. Also, we love email, you guys. So you can send us an email, say hello, something. Just let us know you're out there. We love to hear from listeners of the podcast. You can reach us by emailing hello at IamSaltLake.com. And as always, you can send letters and packages to us at P.O. Box 4412, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84110. Hey, you have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local. Have a happy Valentine's Day. And we're going to see you on the next episode. And good night, Grammy.